This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott Dalek. Say hello. Hello. Hey. I don't know why I started laughing there. Uh, this week, we are talking about Forrest Gump. He's Gump. He's Gump. He's Gump. He's kind of square. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right, this came out in 1994, directed by Robert Zemeckis, written by Winston Groom, who was a novelist. And Eric Roth did the screenplay. Starring Tom Hanks, Robin Wright, Gary Sinise, uh, other people. Sally Field. Sally Field. Who played Bubba? I forgot that guy's name. (laughs) Michael T. Williamson. There you go. Um, (laughs) Sally Field played Bubba? Yeah. She's got range. (laughs) (laughs) She played Mama. And Haley Joel Osment played Young Forest. Um, (laughs) That's not true. Well, I guess, yes, technically it's true. Yeah, okay, my bad. What are you talking about? I mean, technically, it's 100% accurate. <laughs> True. Yeah. Well, well, no, he he plays Forrest Jr. He doesn't actually play, like, the young Tom Hanks. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I That's see, I see what man. you're saying. Okay. <laughs> so we're both right. Um, all right, uh, this was my pick. Uh, I've seen, I saw this movie in the movie theaters. I really enjoyed it. Um, it's one of those movies that when it's on, I'll watch it whenever it's on. And I love it. Um, the one thing I want to get out of the way is I know this movie seems like over the past 10 years or so gets a lot of flack because the same year Pulp Fiction and Shawshank came out and this one best picture and everyone's like, oh, it's not as good as those in F. Forrest Gump. I want to say they're all three great movies, and just because those two are good does not mean this one's bad. So yeah, lay off, people. The only problem I had with that Oscar year was that Forrest Gump won the uh, special effects Oscar, mm-hmm. and I didn't. I forgot what else was nominated, but I didn't think it deserved that one. This picture though, I wasn't mad at. Yeah, like I said, I, I would put those two movies over this as well, but it did, doesn't did, mean this is not a good movie just because those. Did, wait, did did this one best picture? I could have yeah. sworn that was Four Weddings and a Funeral. I'm almost 100% sure of this one. I guess I should, that's what everyone gets mad about. Well, we'll look this up as we go along. So what's, what's your guys' uh, uh, history with this movie? Uh, so like you, I saw it in the theater. Um, definitely as a, as a kid, I absolutely loved it. it the The whole, and I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about this at least... Uh, the whole uh, superimposing him into historical footage uh, was was very inventive and uh, at the time pretty damn cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know the whole thing's just a feel good uh, movie. I think that's part of the backlash for it is because it, yeah, it wasn't but, exactly a downer. No, well, there's some, I mean there's some sad parts to it, but yeah, it's right. it's unapologetically uh, upbeat. Um, and, and maybe that's part of it is just like how unrealistic that all is. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I, I still enjoy the movie. (laughs) Yeah. I guess I just mean why people get mad. They get shit. Yeah. I don't get mad at it. Like, 
Pulp Fiction or Shawshank Redemption. Right. Well, for me, like, so 1994, uh, I, I would have, if you'd asked me, I would have said, oh, this is absolutely a better film than Pulp Fiction. <laughs> oh, I probably wouldn't have used the word absolutely, but... Uh, <laughs> it was cool, man. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, flat, flash forward another 10 years, and then, you know, to fully get what was going on in Pulp Fiction. Um... Yeah, I don't even think I saw Pulp Fiction or Shawshank in 1994. So, <laughs> you know, well, they hadn't started running Shawshank Redemption every weekend on TNT. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so, by the way, I, I pulled up the Academy Awards. Forrest Gump won for Best Picture, okay. beating Four Weddings and a Funeral, Pulp Fiction, Quiz Show, and Shawshank. Tom right. Hanks won for Forrest Gump, beating out Morgan Freeman, Paul Newman, John Travolta, uh, and Robert Zemeckis oh won for guess. Best Director. Oh Director. <laughs> Director. Beating Quentin Tarantino. Um, Robert Redford, and I guess uh, I forgot who directed uh, Shawshank. Old, but he wasn't even nominated. Old Bob Redford, yeah, yeah Frank Frank Darabont. Yeah, there it is. Um, so it kind of cleaned up, but so Alex, uh, what was yeah, your what's your history? Uh, I just like this movie. <laughs> All right, and like I said, I didn't like that it won the Best Special Effects Oscar. I mean, they were good at the time, and I'll have more to say about that. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, yeah, I just love this movie. It's awesome. Okay. I have no unreasonable hate for it. Yeah. So it, And, yeah. So you're going to talk about who it beat out? Because I'm seeing who, who the winners are, or the losers were here. So, uh, actually, I want to just talk real quick about 1994 in general, because okay. I just pulled this up just now. It was a hell of a year for movies. Yeah. Uh, so also 1994, um, Dumb and Dumber, uh, Ace Ventura, Speed, The Professional. Uh, wait, 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 wait. You said Ace Ventura, Dumb and Dumber, and I also said The Mask. He made all Mask. three of those movies that year? Oh, I think that's why I was mad, because The Mask should have won for best okay. special effects. Uh, yeah, so that... Uh, Carrie was on fire. Jesus, yeah. <laughs> uh, Lee, Jesus Christ, yeah, that is a lot of... <laughs> a lot of movies in one year, but uh, uh, Leon the Professional, uh, Clerks, uh, The Crow, Interview with the Vampire, Speed. Did you say that? Yes, yeah, it's Speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, S- Stargate. <laughs> I think you mean the bus that couldn't slow down. <laughs> oh. Um, oh no, Stargate. Maybe that's the one I was mad at that didn't win. Damn. That Star- yeah, win. Stargate had some some cool stuff. Too. <laughs> this was also the year of On Deadly Ground. <laughs> Noise. What? What is the essence of a man? <laughs> a man can change. And uh, the the critically acclaimed uh, Bruce Willis Color of Night. I don't remember oh, that one at all. Yeah, me either. <laughs> oh, it is amazing. We should do an episode on it. So did you say Hoop Dreams and Mary Shelley's Frankenstein and uh, did not see any of those True uh, Lies. Was that oh, True Lies? Was that year? Yeah. Okay. Damn. Uh, Angels in the Outfield. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, actually, uh, in all seriousness, a movie that I really liked, uh, Maverick. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, also a little animated movie called Lion King. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jesus. I don't. I don't. I don't think anybody's ever heard of that one. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Natural Born Killers. I think we already said that. Uh, anyway. Yes. Yeah, there was some uh, some at least cult classics in there. Yeah. And I was a, well, what, 94? I would have been a 
sophomore and slash junior in high school. <laughs> Long time ago. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even in high school. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, so our list, we're going to do our top seven or whatever, seven moments from the movies, movie that we liked or didn't like. I can never say this. I feel like a retard. Um, <laughs> all right. So my number seven thing is I really enjoyed all of the, the, uh, the things. <laughs> no, I'm going to switch. I'm making it on the fly switch. There's a quote. I think I've mentioned this before and, there's one line that Forrest says, and it's right after he graduates college. Yeah, college. And he's wearing his, his cap and gown, and he's with his mom. And a guy from the army is there. He's like, hello, boy. Have you given any thought to your future? And he just goes, thought. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it gets me every single time. And it's one of those things, like, I didn't get the first couple times I saw the movie. And it's just this thought. Uh, when you watch a movie so many times you gotta find the little things and that one gets me every time yeah that's that's my number seven scott uh so one of the things that i realized i was making this list is a lot of this movie is just uh setting up for the for him to give a, a sort of punchline on whatever scene he's supposed to be in uh something quotable um but for this first one, uh, it's not even Tom Hanks. Um, it's the kid that that plays the young Forrest uh, when he's waiting out in the porch <laughs> after the uh, the principals come by and his mother's trying to convince him to let him allow him into school, um, and uh, she uh, she's basically willing to do whatever it takes. Or is uh, the mambo? Yeah. That's the the Hunger Chunker. <laughs> yeah. Hunger <laughs> um, And the, the principal comes out and basically says, Boy, your mom really cares about your schooling. And he just starts mimicking the sounds he was making like a few minutes ago. And the kid just starts going, <laughs> That was hilarious. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, that, yeah, I tried not to make the punchlines in, into my list but a few of them made it so there you go that's my number seven yeah. now let me ask you this so how old were you in 94 is this because around that time you're you know you, you're getting these jokes in movies I definitely got that joke at the time that's what I'm saying it's mm-hmm. just pr- around the time where you start yeah yeah so I probably thought I was pretty clever yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, but still funny though yeah it is uh, Alex number seven my number seven and this is uh, a really big gripe that I have with the movie and it's it's just the VFX and they haven't aged well some of them do like Lieutenant Dan's legs still look really good but when they go to the black and white they go to the superimposed and Forrest in the scene What's looks pretty good but, <laughs> but when, you, when they're having the these historical figures say something that really wasn't said or anything and they digitally move their lips that looks fucking terrible I don't think it looks terrible. It's I, I, I don't. I, I, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. Oh, jeebus! I think at the time you could tell. I, I, I remember at the time thinking, "No, oh, their lips look weird." I remember um, I didn't at first. I didn't even think about. it. I was so involved in the story. Then it was later on, and like you could tell, but I don't think it looks. Yeah, it didn't didn't else. bother me. I was like so like, 
uh, enamored of the idea of him being thrown at all these different uh, struggle situations that didn't bother me. But it could be Alex's profession with that stuff and everything, right? Yeah, Yeah. I nitpick at stuff like that when it, it, it might be, you know, when you get like a little hair somewhere on your body and you're scratching and you're scratching, but you still feel like that little itch and it's like, oh, it was this thin piece of fucking hair that I couldn't see forever. It's kind of like that. <laughs> so, so Alex, then, so this was 1994. They were basically pioneering this technology at the time. Right. So, so your, your opinion would have been for them just not to do it at all? No. <laughs> at the time, it was good. <laughs> and when I, when I first saw it, I actually didn't notice it. But over the years, like I said, it didn't age well. Okay. And this is this is the thing that I always lock on whenever I see this movie, and I fucking hate it. Alex, but anyways, it's the best they could do. Alex wanted to be like the old Conan O'Brien skit, just like have a hole cut out in some guy's <laughs> lips behind the scene. <laughs> that would <be> hilarious. <laughs> Schwarzenegger. Yeah. I think it's the JFK one that stands out the most to me. That looks. Oh yeah. yeah, that one's the worst by far. All right, uh, my number seven is, you know, of all the different, you know, travel or going, not really going through time, but as it progresses, I like the Vietnam sequence the best, I think, because it, I mean, if that's, those scenes are as good as any other war movie, but there's not even a war film, right? Like, I think it's really good. Uh, It's where you get to meet Lieutenant Dan, you meet Bubba. Um, you, you see, he's a great so- the fact that he's a great soldier because he doesn't think and just yeah. oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> I have more to say about that. <laughs> I might have to change <laughs> a thing on my list now. Um, and you know the whole drill sergeant scene and whatever you tell me to drill sergeant. God damn it, Cuff! You must have an IQ of 160. Funny answer I've ever heard. Just the whole thing. I couldn't pick a single moment. And then the sadness with Bubba dying and he wants to go home. Like just. I think of all the different segments throughout this movie, the Vietnam scene is is my favorite. So um, my I, 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 of that whole sequence, I think my favorite part is when he dives into the foxhole. <laughs> yeah, he just I basically takes all of his gun. gear. Yeah, he just pulls out the pistol and then just fucking dives in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Forrest is him saluting Lieutenant Tan and <laughs> put your hand down. <laughs> so number six, Scott. All right. Uh, one of the technical aspects of this movie, uh, the the score, uh, Alan Silvestri's uh, background music here, um, very memorable. Mm-hmm. Uh, they still use that Forrest Gump music all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you hear it pop up in trailers and, and other things, uh, and it, like like Hollywood montages. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> probably the number one thing that it pops up on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The like the last uh, movement of the of the main theme, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it fits really well. Um, it's it, it's you know like the movie. It, it goes from kind of a downbeat, um, kind of melancholy in the middle, and then uh, it crescendos into this really upbeat. Uh, uh, I. I don't know if there's any. God, I can picture, I can hear it in my head, but I, I don't yeah, know if it's horns or. It's just really good. Yes, it's just really good. Um, so yeah, the the score, uh, especially Yeoman's work on this. Maybe I'll play that in the background in this episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
All right. I mean, you'll, you'll have listeners tearing up and stuff yeah. just by listening to that song. But then getting inspirational and then crying again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like life. It's just like a feather floating in the breeze. All right, Alex. Uh, my number six is, yeah, one of the jokes, the one you reminded me that's my favorite, Jeff. <laughs> when he In the Vietnam sequence, when he's getting trained, and the drill sergeant just from across the room goes, Go! <laughs> Why the hell did you put that gun together so fast? <laughs> because you told me to, Grip Sergeant. <laughs> God damn it, Gump. <laughs> That's the best answer I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah. That's so good. It is. Uh, just that that one is the one that gets me every time. Yeah. Um, I just remembered something I didn't want to talk about at the beginning. Uh, I'll interrupt from here. Oh, wait, never mind. I'll finish it. Maybe so, because I don't want to take somebody's thunder. All right. Um, my number five is it's kind of going against Alex. Is I loved all the historical insert shots. Um, uh, no, I love those, too. Just the stupid lips. Okay. So I, I liked him and, you know, the, with the, the Elvis and the, him, uh, you know, JFK, LBJ, uh, uh, John and, and- Lennon. In front of the college, in front, yeah, in front of the the protests in the college, just all those things, and mm-hmm. him drinking the Dr. Peppers, and I got to go pee. <laughs> I think you said he had to go pee. <laughs> uh, that was really cool, and like I said, when I first saw it, I don't remember thinking about it too much. It's like, oh, that was cool, and then someone was like, "Yeah, dude, they use this because this is like '94, so right after Jurassic Park, this is all the different stuff that computers can do." And they said that, like, "Oh yeah, I guess I never thought about that." It seemed real enough to me at the time, yeah. Now you said it doesn't hold up, but I loved all that. That's a good way to mm-hmm. use computers and not CGI. So all the insert shots. My favorite would I don't know. It might be him peeking in at the the college protest, just kind of seeing him look around. Yeah, pick it and then he yeah, and then the way he picks he up the picks books up the book. and yeah, just completely oblivious to everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he has no idea what's going on. So that's my number five, Scott. Okay, uh, number five is another punchline <laughs> in the, uh, I guess before the final act, but uh, when he goes to D.C. after he gets back from Vietnam, and he finds Jenny once again, and she takes him to some kind of like militant <laughs> rally, and uh, like Jenny's with some douchebag, and Forrest winds up beating the shit out of him, rightfully so, <laughs> And it uh, gets broken up, and there you realize there's all these black dudes around because they're part of the Black Panthers. Uh, that's the kind of kind of weird uh, group they were in. And uh, <laughs> and Flores says, "So I had a fight in the middle of your Black Panther party." <laughs> that's such uh, a good line. I think it's the Scots' most quotable line, quoted line. Mm-hmm. Well, I purposely misquoted it for years. Yeah. Like, sorry to ruin your Black Panther party. Yeah, because that played better. Yeah. But but yes, uh, <laughs> so I had to fight in the middle of your Black Panther party. Yeah, it's so good because he knew it was the Black Panther party, but he thought it was an actual party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Forest. All right, Alex, number five. My number five is just a little touch that Forrest can't take a picture with his eyes open. Yeah, that is pretty good. <laughs> just everywhere. And when he does the adverts for the ping pong paddle, all his eyes are closed in every picture. Awesome. 
It is. It is a little <laughs> nice little touch. I was, yeah. was was reading the little bit of trivia. They they said that uh, from the moment when the for the ping pong when the soldier tells him to keep his eye on the ball, like you never see him blink again while he's playing ping pong. Really? Whoa. I, I I mean I didn't go back to check that, but <laughs> that's what the trivia said. <laughs> All right. Uh, my number four is kind of following up with what Scott said. I I think this is the great score, but also a great soundtrack. I remember this was a two CD set. Oh yeah, and I uh, I got it for my dad I think for Christmas, but then I immediately like made a copy of it. <laughs> this is back in the day when CD ROMs or CD burners are coming out, and because all that stuff was the uh, the '60s hippie music and all that crap that. My dad would listen to a lot of these anyway, but then I, because my dad listened to them, I liked them and stuff, so. Great soundtrack. Um, and, uh, yeah, and then just the score, like you said, itself. So I, I almost made the crossover topic best soundtracks in movies. But, because uh, this is so good, but I decided yeah. to do a different way. So, so it has has a great soundtrack, and some some of the music is, is used very appropriately, like the uh, like the Midnight Cowboy Homage <laughs> when he's rolling, uh, pushing him around New York, mm-hmm. um, and like when he's on his run, uh, uh, go your own way. Yeah, but uh, that was one thing. Uh, was going back through through the movie, I like they tried to shoe in like one too many of these songs. I don't know. With like which one? I mean, I know like in Vietnam. Like, I can't. I can't. Stuff, pick, they always. I can't. I can't. Pick, yeah, yeah. I can't pick out like a singular one, but. It was like we're gonna play like every big song like we can for this. I don't. Know, I don't know. It was just like one too many. Yeah, a couple too many. It's like if, if you show a helicopter flying over Vietnam, you have to play like uh, <laughs> yeah. Jimi Hendrix or like, something. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> or that. I mean, that's yeah. that's from a single movie, but any other Vietnam movies, I've got to play <laughs> on the Watchtower or something. So yeah. But I still. I mean, I love that song. I love all this stuff. So great soundtrack. It's my number four, Scott. Okay, uh, so yeah, number four. Um, so the uh, the whatever you, the so the drill sergeant line is when he's actually just started basic training. Like, this is before the gun scene, actually, Alex. Mm. But he's standing in line and he goes up to him, yeah, and yells in his face, "Gump, like what is what is your purpose, sole purpose in this army? To do whatever you tell me, drill sergeant." <laughs> and then he goes off with the. That's goddamn brilliant. <laughs> we have 160 <laughs> IQ. I would recommend you for OTC. Oh, man. Yeah, like, uh, I, I just like this idea that he's the perfect soldier. Because, <laughs> yeah, like like Jeff said, he just doesn't think. Yeah, like, that's what they want. You don't have freedom. Just do what you're told. and they make a, You make a good Jedi, too. <laughs> Although he has an attachment to his mother, so maybe that would. Yeah. Maybe. But, yeah. So, 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 um... Something interesting. So, in the toward the end of the movie, uh, when J- Jenny asks him if he's ever scared in Vietnam, he said that he was. Um, you don't get a whole lot of that in that sequence. Uh, yeah, I mean, Dad. I mean, just as a minor nitpick. Yeah, a little. I mean, you see. I think at the end, at the face. end, with, at the end, at the end, I think he gets it. Like at the end, like at least with Bubba. 
I was gonna say the scene where they're walking through the forest and all of a sudden the rain stops and then the the gunfire starts and he's laying down and he's looking at guys and he kind of has that look of fear on his face that at least one scene. Okay, yeah, but but I mean then, then but then it's like all kind of washed away with the something bit me, yeah. <laughs> which is funny, but yeah, Lieutenant Dan, ice cream. <laughs> all right, Alex, number four. Number four is just this great line delivery where he's talking to Jenny. She's about to get on the bus after the whole Vietnam fiasco and ruining the Black Panther Party. He's like, maybe you should go back home to Greenbow, Alabama. That's it. That's your number four. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so he's so and after he wails at that guy, and he's got this giant black, you know, black eye. It's like, oh, he just gives him the stare down. I guess that is one of the few times he get, gets emotional. Like, you see him emote. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. Fair enough. That's like the only time he yells at anybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Other than yeah that, I gotta find Baba! Or, I don't know what he says. I mean, he yells, but not, like, yeah, in anger. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, my number three is... One of the reasons I think I like it, where probably most people like it, is that not only do you have Forrest, but they kind of, there's a bunch of other characters they kind of develop and they have their own little thing, right? You got Lieutenant Dan, you have Jenny, uh, Bubba, and Mama. Like, I think these characters all are, that's his world, right? You know, he's got his best friend, his partner, his girlfriend, and his mom. And that's like, that's his world. And they're all, you know what they are to him. They kind of know what they're, they just are, and I think they developed those characters as well as they could. I mean, you're mostly focused on Forrest, but you know Lieutenant Dan's story. You know Jenny's story. Bubba, you don't know too much about, but he's a simple man just like Forrest. So he just wants to go back home and <laughs> shrimp. <laughs> yeah. And um, his mom, like he already said, she'll do anything for her son. And so I just like that you don't have much time, but they do have just a little bit of character development that really helps out. And just I love the supporting uh, characters in his life. I don't know if I missed anybody, but those are the four that I thought of. Um, is there anybody else? I don't think so, right? This is at the end, his son. Yeah, yeah that's true, at the end. So, all right, well, that's my number three. Scott. All right. Uh, so my number three, what was that your number four or your number three? That was my number three. Okay. So my number three uh, is, as we already said, him in the, the news footage, him in the black and white uh, or him at the White House the <laughs> I went to the White House again <laughs> <laughs> met the president again yeah I do I, I did like like it's uh, a lot of it's super hokey but it's still fun like his, his little commentary on like all these historical events like the that somebody shot that nice young man and I heard like I forget the line but I heard like a few months later, they killed his brother or something like talking about uh, RFK. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, talking about uh, Lennon uh, getting shot. And, uh, it just just his little take on everything. Like his, like you're saying, Jeff, he has this like very narrow worldview, uh-huh. and that's kind of how everything f- gets filtered through it. Like, oh yeah, there's the White House. Like, you know, I guess I'm going there again. Like, it's <laughs> just not a big deal to him. Yeah. Yeah. 
Cool. All right, uh, Alex, number three. Number three is when he goes up on, he gets bamboozled and goes up on stage at the, uh, what's that lake called near the Washington Memorial? The reflecting pool? The Washington yeah, Monument? That's, <laughs> yeah, that's the one. The mall? Okay. It's mm-hmm. called Lake Washington. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But then he's, he's uh, the MC or whoever just asks him what, what Vietnam was like, and he starts into <laughs> going into the story, and then some military bonehead just pulls out all the wires so nobody can hear <laughs> anything that he's saying. That dude on stage is this beautiful, man. <laughs> it's awesome scenes like oh my gosh what could he have said that was so perfect that would have changed all these people's lives but now only the people like on stage heard it <laughs> it fucking now well, and the way he finishes like his microphone pops in just he goes and that's all I got to say about that yeah. <laughs> I've done that where I like I'm talking to somebody at work or whatever and I could tell like halfway through my little meeting no one's even paying attention to me and I'm just like I'll just wrap up like, and that's all I have to say about that because you guys ain't listening to shit. <laughs> I heard it's out there what he says. Yeah, so in the trivia, it was basically like, uh, um, oh, I'll I'll look it up here real quick, and we can move on. All right, all right. Well, while he's looking that up, um, my number one and number two, I'm having a hard time deciding with, but since <laughs> Lieutenant Dan's legs. Yeah, no. Left and right, no. Is, is this, <laughs> one of them is kind of depressing, so I'll, I'll say that. I'll make that number two and make, end on a high note. It's basically Jenny leaving Forest after they um, make Baby Forest, and <laughs> I think that might be the first time I cried in a movie as a as a grown up. Not like just crying because I was a little baby, but like something emotionally got me. I remember being so upset, and then there's, I remember there's no music or anything there's like four shots of him just like walking through the house the empty house just being forest and just like oh it got to me so much and i hated her i still hate her (laughs) and it's i I still to this day like she she comes back at the end but only because she's she's basically just i'm saying she's just using him because she's got the hiv and like oh i hate jenny i mean she has her own demons that she dealt with and i get it she came from a battered dad beat her and all but i just i didn't like her and i still don't like her even though she's buttercup but (laughs) but that scene i remember just really when i think of war that was one of the first times like as a as a young as a young man i remember like getting teary-eyed in the theater like i felt like seinfeld what is this salty discharge (laughs) (laughs) uh so yeah uh jenny leaving forest and uh and just jenny in general like it's it's not a bad thing. It's the good part for the movie. I just I hate her so much because of that. Mm-hmm. That's my number two. Scott, you have info on us, or you want to do number two? Uh, okay, so yeah, just real quick. Uh, so the trivia says, according to Tom Hanks, uh, he says, and this is actually pretty short. Uh, sometimes when people go to Vietnam, they come home or they go home to their mamas without any legs. Sometimes they don't go home at all. That's a bad thing. That's all I have to say about that. Hmm. He definitely was talking a lot longer than that. Yeah, yeah, so I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Or maybe editing. Maybe. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, All right, what's your number two? Uh, so my number two, um, you talk about uh, Jenny. Uh, we'll talk about uh, Gary Sinise. Um, 
So, uh, see, the side characters definitely have more, uh, much wider character arcs than Forrest. Yeah. Like, like he, I mean, he obviously gets more to do. Um, but yeah, his, uh, Gary Sinise's character, um, just, <laughs> he's like grizzled right off from the start, uh, yeah. which is great. Um, but, um, to see him like slowly, um, come around on his, uh, like view on life. At first he's bitter and angry and resentful. And then Forrest meets up with him in New York and he's like super crotchety, but he's not like out and out mean to Forrest. Like he still he treats Forrest like a normal dude, um, for the most part. Um, he beats up a woman because he, she called him stupid. Oh, he pushed her. Um, <laughs> Pushed her off of him, anyways. Um, she tasted like cigarettes. cigarettes yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, I really like that oh. scene. How, uh, uh, yeah, she the the woman that's trying to make out with Forrest um, asks, "Are you stupid or something?" And the other woman's like, "Yeah, what is he stupid or something?" And Lieutenant Dan loses his shit. Um, says, "Don't you ever call him stupid?" Uh, you know the 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 subtext there being that. Uh, Basically, uh, he's he's broken. Um, he sees this guy that um, is broken in a different way, mm-hmm. and you know he he realizes that you know they're not that different. Um, and yeah, that's kind of like the turning point in their their kind of weird relationship that they have. Yeah. Uh, and then eventually leads to the boat and the storm, and um, it's it just. Well, well done. The whole leg thing uh, was pretty cool and still holds up for the mm-hmm. most part. Yeah. Um, but you don't got legs, Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know that, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Lieutenant Dan got new legs. That and then just that whole gag where he jumps off the boat to meet him. <laughs> That's fantastic. It's, I oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> the boat like plows through like a dock, doesn't it? Or... Yeah, yeah, like a small pier. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that's my boat. <laughs> yeah, that's my boat. Yeah, but yeah. And then you know, by the end of the movie, um, he's been kind of humbled. Lieutenant Dan has, um, and he he invested stocks uh, on behalf of the <laughs> and some some, well, some, some apple company. some fruit company yeah, some fruit company. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I do. I, I really like that uh, that Lieutenant Dan, despite all of this, like uh, never tries to take advantage of Forrest. In the end, does right by him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, because I think it's obvious that <laughs> Forrest isn't handling any of the finances in the the Sherman boat. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, he gives half of his money away to Bubba's family, right? Like, mm-hmm. he said there was no, but that's just Forrest. He's gonna live up to his promise, and yeah, no one else would ever do that. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, just I, I really liked the character. And then, uh, uh, side note, uh, there was a a point where uh, Alex incessantly quotes stuff. Uh, no, yeah, I know. The hell you say? I, uh, I don't know if you guys get them in the podcast, but in in real life, it's way more annoying. <laughs> There's never an original thought that comes out of his mouth. There's a few. I'm sure that there's, I'm sure that was a quote from something. Uh, but uh, one time, Alex uh, uh, decided to forego um, quoting movies for a month. Um, and so we would just go around 
misquoting movies on purpose just to piss him off. And uh, my personal favorite, because I came up with it, was <laughs> 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 Lieutenant Dave, what happened to your arms? She <laughs> was... I thought about doing Captain Dave, but that's too much. Captain Ron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, Kurt Russell, he, he was the one uncredited that did the voice for Elvis in this movie. Ah, sounds right. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Right. thousand miles to the toilet. That's right. Alex, what's your number two? My number two, and this is an awesome slow-mo shot, when uh, Young Forrest, he still had his braces, but he was getting chased and stuff, and he ran so hard that it braces just exploded off of his legs and he could run, you know, and walk perfectly after that. That was an awesome shot. Magic legs. Yeah, so good. Yeah, that is a good shot. And that's when that music kicks in, too. Yeah. Uh, so good. Then he didn't stop running. He didn't. Um, man, throwing rocks at people. Who does that? Is that a thing? Kids are always, I, I feel like, for the most part, kids in movies are way shitter than they are in real life. <laughs> I know. You yeah. Know? But then yeah, I went to school I went to school the, with some pretty shitty city. kids, so I, I, I believe it's possible. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I met some big assholes in my life because of Get Hit, but I had some of the, and these movies where they're like, like I watched uh, It not too long ago, and they're like pulling knives and like stabbing these kids and just like, Jesus Christ. Uh, sh- uh, Stranger Things. The, yeah. They're like psychotic, the bullies. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, good call, Alex. All right, mm-hmm. my number one. So right after Jenny leaves him, he does the running, and I, I I love that sequence. Just the whole from start to finish. When you know, I just started running, and when I got here, I went further. When I hit the one C, I turned around, and went back, and just and the people started following him, and all the inspirational stuff, and it happens sometimes. <laughs> you made people a lot of money, yeah, with their companies. That that joke. <laughs> That was the one joke that on, like, subsequent viewings I kind of cringe at. Yeah, but still, it's... I it was like funny, it. funny. It was, it was funny the first time, for sure. Well, what's worse, that or the have a nice day, and he wipes his face <sighs> off, and it's a perfect smiley face. Well, yeah. that well, that's that that's funnier because, yeah, yeah. just he forms the, <laughs> just the mud on the shirt, yeah. Yeah, that's like a Zuckerberg joke right there. <laughs> that's Zuckerberg, yeah. Zucker Brothers yeah. joke. That was, a, it, that was a Cambridge Analytica joke. <laughs> I, I think it's the best is the very end where he just stops. <laughs> I want to go home now. <laughs> and all these people, like his disciples, are just like, uh. Yeah. They stop. He's going to say something. Yeah. Yeah, going to say something. <laughs> that was great. I think I'm going to go home now. So I just love it. And the music and just the different scenes that he's seen. And like you said, the song, uh, Carry On Your Way. And so, uh, yeah. The running sequence. It's a good... Uh, I've tried that once, and I got about to the end of my block, and I was out of breath, and got a beer. But, you know, it's boring. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. I, I just felt like drinking. Pretty much what happened in my story. <laughs> just felt like I needed a little drink. So, that's my number one. Scott. All right. Uh, so my number one is, uh, again, toward the end of the movie when, uh, Jenny, um, <laughs> re, uh, introduces, uh, Forrest to his son, 
Um, but yeah, I, I, I always wonder about that, Jeff. Uh, like, if she hadn't been sick, would she have ever tried to put them in contact with her? Like, because I, I think it's clear that she didn't really want his money per se, but she wanted to make sure that the kid was taken care of. So yeah, she was using him. Um, but I don't know, like how, like, like how evil she was. I guess I don't know. That's the yeah, right. She term. wasn't evil. Like I said, I, yeah. she has reasons, and I, at this point, what she's probably in her. How old do you think they are at that part? In the mid thirties. Yeah, mid late thirties. Yeah, like she's maybe she's she's got all that out of her system, and it's possible that she's just she's grown up, right? She's finally had her fun, and it's it's possible, but <laughs> I wouldn't call it fun. But <laughs> sure. Well, she had fun. Well, she I think well she probably did doing the drugs and dudes and drugs again. I don't know whatever she <laughs> almost was jumping doing. off the balcony. <laughs> yeah, well, she, almost she didn't. She was almost in lethal weapon. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't know either, Scott. But I, I want to believe out of the goodness. But I also, yeah. I'm suspect. Um. At, at any rate, uh, I, I, I loved. Uh, uh, out of maybe the whole movie, the this little bit of acting that Tom Hanks does here. Yeah. I know um. Saying. Where, um, she <laughs> first you get the funny joke about how. Uh, that the kid's name's Forrest. He's named after his father, and he says, "Yeah, <laughs> his father's name's Forrest." <laughs> and then she says, "It's you, basically." Uh, and uh, that moment of realization washes over him, and you see uh, him taking a literally taking a back as he as he kind of takes a few steps back and he gets watery eyed, and um, he he asks. Uh, um, is he smart of the kid? Uh, he is, he, so Forrest is just smart enough. Yeah. And, um, at this point in his life has enough self-awareness to know that he, he doesn't get stuff. Like he's just not going to get stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't, I don't think he thinks of himself as stupid. Um, but I yeah. When he says, is he smart or is he, and he, that was what gets you. It's like, or is yeah, he, yeah. he, he knows. Yeah. He, yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Oh. Um, you know, just enough awareness to know that if, if the kid was the same way that he would, he would have a hard time going through life. Um, you know, I still don't know if Forrest realizes how, how fortunate he was with like the whole shrimping thing and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just the, that, that spark of self-awareness, um, that you don't see a lot and uh, you see in a few other places in the movie. Um, but yeah, this, this one in particular is my, is my favorite. Um, you can see why Tom Hanks was lauded for this. Because, um, yeah, a lot of it is just kind of the goofy, overdone accent. And him doing, like, kind of the typical Tom Hanks where he kind of... Uh, I don't know how to describe it, when he kind of jaws his lines. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this is a great bit of acting. Um, and it's it's touching. And uh, um, it... it makes him seem like more of a person more than almost anything else that happens in the movie. Yeah. And, and you know, he's going to be a great father too. Just like, he's going to take what his mom told him and just, that's just going to be, that's his rest of his life mm-hmm. there. Right. Like, yep. And you yeah. never open your eyes in a picture. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a little thing. Like, you know, you see how his, uh, 
Forrest Jr.'s first bus trip is going to be a lot, was a lot better than Forrest's first one. You should see like his first picture, his eyes are actually open or something. That'd be kind of funny. Yeah. All right. Alex, number one. My number one also has to do with Lil Forrest too. Like at the end when Jenny's gone and they kind of show, uh, you know, both father and son just doing stuff and they kind of, they both like sit the same and they tilt their head the same way. And then at the very end, he just tells Forrest, I love you. And then he just sits in the stump. Basically, gonna, you know he's going to sit there all day until Forrest comes back yeah. from school. God, that gets me every time. So good. It's such a good way to end the movie. Yep. Yep. It is. All right. Choked up. Get choked up. Yep. Uh, the one thing I wanted to mention uh, that I forgot to... Like, I don't know. Today, everyone... Tom Hanks is Tom Hanks, but like until there was Philadelphia, this, yeah, I would say Philadelphia, which came out the year before. Tom Hanks was not the Tom Hanks that everyone knows now. Yeah, it was a fucking bachelor party and the man with one red shoe. Yeah, I mean, and, and he had and done big and the Burbs and Turner and Hooch and Joe versus the volcano, and then like he kind of did League of Their Own, where it's still kind of the same character, and then <coughs> excuse me, Sleepless in Seattle. But yeah, that Sleepless in Seattle was ninety three. Philadelphia is ninety three. Forrest Gump's ninety four. Apollo thirteen is ninety five. Then Toy Story, ninety five. That thing you do, ninety six. Saving Private Ryan, ninety eight. It's just Green Mile, Castaway. He just he went from like the guy from yeah, the Money Pit. Yeah, he went funny. He went stuff. from bankable to a lister. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just don't know if people yeah. like nowadays. And th- and then he's kind of he hasn't really. He's still around now, but he's not that. He had like that eight-year period there where he was just. I mean, I think he won the Oscar two or three years in a row there with Philadelphia and uh, this. I don't know if he got it for Apollo thirteen or Saving Private Ryan or anything, but yeah. On the streets of Philadelphia. That's my that's my uh, boss impression, by the way. There you go. Um, and then I have a couple. Honorable mentions. Uh, just one of the quotes we always say too is "seats taken." I think anytime <laughs> seats seats taken. Anytime you're on a bus or any kind of thing where people, everyone has to say that. And then um, I love the little bus or the park bench slash bus bench scenes. Just kind of him telling his story. I like the way they just. That's how the story. Like, that's what ties all these little pieces together. Yeah. I like that. You're the president of Bubblegum Company. Yeah. Boy, I've heard some whoppers in my day. Who who was it? That, yeah, was it the old lady that sees the magazine? Yeah, okay. yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like right after that guy makes fun of him and walks away is when she sees it. It's like, oh. And then that one lady's like, you know, you don't have to wait for the bus. It's just two or three blocks that way. It's like five blocks. Yeah, that way. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he takes the chocolates and runs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like to thank all of you for not saying life is like a box of chocolates. Because that's the one thing in this movie that I don't like. Yeah. Laid out. Yeah. I, do, I do like when he shows up and hands her the chocolates. I had a few of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, just uh, one, one thing I want to mention. Uh, so I read the book um, sometime after seeing the movie. Mm-hmm. Um it's kind of interesting, some of the other adventures he gets into and some of the small differences or larger differences. So so in the book, it, it, he's like uh, pretty much the same character, but he's also like really good at advanced math theory. 
He's like an idiot savant, basically. He's like Rain Man or something, or um, not like probability, but like he solves math problems, basically. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and uh, I think that leads to him like going into. He basically goes into space. Apollo <laughs> thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, with the chimp. Um, and I think he like somehow gets a hold of the chimp after the fact, and then by the end of the book, like he has he still has the money, but he doesn't like use it. So he like he basically busks. He does like a like a three man band with Lieutenant Dan. Like I forget who the third one is. Might have been the chimp. The yeah, it might have been the chimp. Uh, and then yeah, a couple other small things, but uh, um, like <laughs> there's a whole s- sequence where he talks about boning Jenny. Uh, that's kind of weird. Like I can see why they cut it out of the the movie. <laughs> I think all those things you said. <laughs> I'm glad they're not yeah. in the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I can see why they cut it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. Um, so let's rate it. Um, I'll go first. And this is a tough between six or seven. Like I said, I love this movie. But if I was to put, you know, rate it against Pulp Fiction and Shawshank, I would put those above this. So I'm going to have to give it a six. It's a very high six. But it is a six for me. Mm-hmm. Scott. Uh, yeah, I'll also give this a six. Um, for kind of the same reasons you mentioned, Jeff. Um, you know, it's just... I it's I think it's almost too simple of a movie for, for me to give it a seven. Um, I, there's some, some very inventive stuff there, again, with the, uh, uh, the footage and him being inserted in different points in history. Um, and as, as like a period piece, it, it's like you said, Jeff, pretty amazing. Like when they're in Vietnam, it feels like a war film yeah, or, or a Vietnam period film. Um, and they captured New York in the seventies and, uh, they, they, they knock some of that stuff out of the park. Um, but force tying it all together. Yeah. Again, just this feel good thing. Um, but not quite edging into a seven. All right, fair enough. I agree. Alex? Uh, six as well. All this right. movie's great, except for the stupid lips. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is uh, this gets the devil's score here. All right. Mm-hmm. So, our crossover topic is top running scenes in movies, TV, video games. And I had a tough time, but not because I didn't find any, just because I found too many. I have almost ten here. Um, so I'm going to have a lot of honorable mentions. Hopefully you guys name some of these, and I'll just leave them off so we can go uh, over all of them. Um, so right away I'm going to go with a sports movie. And this is from Major League. Okay. Willie Mays Hayes proving his worth. So if you remember the film, oh, nice. they've taken his bunk outside. He's sleeping outside in the practice is going on and the race starts and he's like a good I don't know five seconds behind the start of the race and he still beats the guys yeah. and it's the slow motion and just seeing him run and pass the guys and then with uh, the coach get that man a uniform <laughs> Snipes wakes up shit I was cut already yeah. <laughs> so yeah, in, the, made, in hey, the pajamas yeah I'm trying to break these into like different types, like one's a chase, one's a, just a race, and stuff like that. So that's my number five. Willie Mays Hayes. Scott. 
All right, uh, my number five is Two Towers. That's on my list. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the first leg of uh, Aragorn, Gimli, and Legolas's uh, story, trying to chase down the Urukai and uh, Merry and Pippin, and uh, just a lot of uh, a lot of long shots of them running <laughs> through New Zealand. Um, but also some great gags from uh, John Reese davies as Gimli. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dor- dwarfs are wasted on cross-country. <laughs> natural sprinters. <laughs> what, natural sprinters? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> He's just winded. <laughs> yeah, the whole time. Yeah, the whole time, like, Layla's isn't, like, not even breathing hard. And Aragorn's, like, got elf blood in him anyway, so it doesn't. He's not slowing down. So poor Gimli. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's been having to keep up. That's like the most heroic feat in all three books. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, everything you said, and I just love it because just, it's just showing the awesome scenery of New Zealand there. It's like everything's a wide shot of them just running. Cut, wide shot, cut, wide shot. It's just, just showing. Yeah, the, the Uruks running through like the gullies and stuff with the, the yeah. hobbits. And, yeah, it all looks super cool. It's a good way to start that movie, considering the end kind of sucks. Where it's just, let's go hunt some orc, and then it just stops. You're like, no! <laughs> nice. All right, Alex, mm-hmm. number five. Uh, my number five uh, is the TV show The Flash. Flash, no Flash. It's just such a good representation, finally, of The Flash's speed. You can really feel how fast he's going. Other shows didn't really capture that. The previous TV show kind of did, but it was still limited by, you know, uh, the the technology that they had back then. But nowadays, man, I just like watching The Flash run on TV. It's awesome. Very cool. Um, I, I thought about Flash, but I felt like... I don't know. I guess I haven't watched the show in a while. I just felt like all you just see is his arms go like up and down. And that's all you see when he, <laughs> when he runs. So, uh, not on my list, but I was, but now that Alex brought it up, like of all these like superhero fast moving guys, it's, I still think for as lower tier as these movies have been, uh, the the latest crop of X Men movies with uh, Quicksilver. Oh, that's good. I didn't even think about those. Yeah, I didn't think about that till now. But like. Yeah, that one sequence is pretty rad in the first movie. Well, both of them, too, are, like, basically the best scenes in both of those respective movies. When he's going through in super fast time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I haven't seen the first uh, Days of Future Past in a while, but the last one, it was, it was, the best, it was definitely the best scene of the last uh, X-Men. Yeah, Apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of the explain and everything. Yeah, it's it's one of the very few things that the the X Men movies have done better than the the MCU. Yeah. Hey, what's going to happen when they merge universes and one Quicksilver's alive and one Quicksilver's dead? I don't know, but it's going to be weird when they like when there's, there's going to be some brother and sister making out. That's all I'm saying. Cross universe though, so it doesn't count. I'm confused. Yeah. If it's yourself from a different universe, yeah. it's fine. That's true. If 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 your uh, Earth one version makes out with Earth two version of your sister, is that incest? Can't be. Ooh, <laughs> it's not the same <laughs> DNA. It's different people. We should tweet Mark Hamill about this. 
and Pat Oswald. Let's tweet him and Pat Oswald. <laughs> Why yeah. Mark Hamill? Well, he's I mean, the he's expert on making out with sisters. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about that. All right. You of all people. <laughs> I know, Scott. I'm not going to All right. Uh, <laughs> My number four is from a Marvel movie, and this is not uh, like. It's not a crazy special effect, but it's the very beginning of Winter Soldier with Cap and Falcon running around Washington Lake. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Lake Washington, Jeff. Lake, yeah, sorry, Lake, Washington. Lake Washington. That's a really cool um, setup. I like that. On your left. Uh, on your left. <laughs> on your left. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. No special effects, just some edits, and just all of a sudden caps back, looping around, looping around. And it's a nice introduction to uh, Falcon. and um, So there it is. Just some guys doing a normal jogging. One of them just happens to be superpowered. It's number four. Scott. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, number four is uh, from The Adventures of Baron Munchausen. Yeah. Berthold. Berthold? Eric Idle's character. Um, it's really only two scenes in the movie, but they're both great. Um, or two sequences in the movie, I should say. And, uh, um, it's fucking brilliant at the end when he's an old man and he takes off and they, they, they basically attach the camera to him for that first bit of the run. Uh, for the rest of it, the camera's just like in his face, but they actually like did that thing where, uh, yeah, like the camera's like, he's the camera's attached to him. So he's technically holding the camera. Um, it just the way he has to like run in place, like, and then he just runs out of the, the frame <laughs> in real life and they just throw up dust or something, but it works. Yeah. Um, him trying to, to catch the, the musket ball was great. I guess he, re- he reaches out to grab it, and it, like, stings his fingers. <laughs> um, even though he's going super fast, he still can't catch a bullet. Um, and the, just the idea that he has to wear the, the balls and chains. Um, otherwise, he'll just take off at any moment. Um, yeah, I kind of want, want to do an episode on this one. Yeah. Mm. I've never it's seen on your it. list. And, uh, anyways, uh, yeah, Berthold from Adventures of Baron Munchausen. Sting is in that movie, too. Oh, great. Fully closed. Is he in that? Yeah. I don't remember. Wait, the, the rock star or the wrestler? <laughs> the rock star. Okay. Alex, number four. My number four is Rocky One. Damn it, Alex. That's your number <laughs> so four? Good. Yeah. All right. So I love it. Going, Alex, going, uh, great Alex fashion of putting. Anyway, go ahead. Uh-huh. Just he's all. By the time he gets to the the monumental steps now, uh, where is that city hall? I think it's a library or something. Library? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. He goes up the steps and he's all like winded. He's about to puke when he gets up there, and then by the time his training's almost done, he just races up those stairs and he's got enough energy to jump and scream out and enjoy. Go awesome, Drago! <laughs> no, that's a, that's another Rocky. Oh, and then yeah. and then he hugs, and then he hugs please. Apollo. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna <laughs> say, please tell me top four are Rocky one, two, three, <laughs> yeah, and four. Two four. <laughs> no, I can I could have done that, <laughs> yeah. but I didn't. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> and right. the music's music's still got that seventies funk on it. Yeah. yeah. 
right, my number three was going to be the Aragorn Gimli Legolas run, but since Scott already said it, I can use one of my other ones, and I'll make this the Ferris Bueller uh, end of the movie where Ferris oh, has shit. to beat his parents home. Yeah, that's good. And him racing through the backyards and all the the, the classic scene. So yeah, and the the music and everything. So that'll be that's my new honorary number three, Ferris Bueller, trying to get home before. Or his sister's actually driving one of the cars, right? And she's trying to get Yeah, Jeannie. Yeah. Um, that's my number three. So, Scott. All right, so my number three uh, is... Uh, the run itself takes place at several different points in the movie. Because uh, it starts over. Is it Logan's uh, run? It's not Logan's run. It would oh, be... Uh, this is on my list, too. Run is in the title, though. Twice. Uh, well, at least the English version. Uh, and that would be Run, Lola, Run. Uh, also known as Lola Rent mm-hmm. in the German, um, starring Franco Patente. Um, that doesn't the, sound German. Hmm? That doesn't sound German. I know. <laughs> uh, but, uh, so, yeah, a lot of this movie is her literally running. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. For anybody who hasn't seen this movie, uh, highly recommend it. Uh, the premise is pretty cool. Uh, it's kind of trippy, mm-hmm. uh, Nolan esque before Nolan was really a known commodity. Um, but yeah, a lot. Some of it at points like changes camera angles. Um, at one point, it even goes to like two D animation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they they try to change it up each time because it basically replays uh, like different versions of the day that she's stuck in. Um, it's the the hero character in this movie. Uh, so run, roll, run. Very cool. Never seen that one either. Alex, my number three is the Sandlot when he when uh, Benny the Jet Rodriguez has to pickle the beast. That's pretty good. That's a good one. Ah, so good. Like he goes over there, lightning quick, gets the ball, jumps back over the fence, and then here comes the beast. Just <laughs> of course, clearly impossible for a dog that size to jump that high. But this is the beast we're talking about. And then he just goes all through town, messes up a 4th of July picnic uh, block party. Then goes through a movie theater right as the Wolfman is turning. Awesome. It's a great running sequence. Yeah. And then he stole home. That's right. The Jets stole home. The Jets stole home. So did I tell you, uh, I went to the Angels game. It's like opening weekend of the the homestand. And they played, uh, they had the fireworks after the game. And then they had, they showed... Sandlot on the Jumbotron. Uh, yeah. How how's oh, how's, the, cool. how's the new uh, well Jumbotron? It's massive. <laughs> we didn't stay to watch the movie. It was already okay. late enough. When we had the kids, but uh, yeah, it was that was a pretty cool thing. People were probably there till midnight or something, <laughs> like maybe ten. No, yeah, I don't know. Late at night, late at night. So that was pretty cool. Um, all right, uh, my number three. You know, number three. No, two. We're on two already. Shit. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> This is my chase, and it is the T one thousand running after. Oh shit! Running after Sarah, John, and T eight hundred, especially you know the first time they meet up and he's running him in the parking garage and he has his arms going yeah. the way he the way he just looks when he runs and the. Oh, so good. Yeah, I guess one of my favorite running chase scenes in movies. I think it's all just on the way he held his head and his arms. Good form. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Head steady. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how he, he did that, but he looks, well, like he wouldn't be breathing 
during the run. It's so good. Yeah, and then he's taking shotgun blast, and he's like, you know, he's stumbling a little bit, but he's really not giving up. Oh, it's it's good. So there it is, T one thousand chasing after the Connors and T eight hundred. Um, Scott, number two. Number two is from Kung Fu Hustle. When the <laughs> the hero runs away from the Damn. landlady, oh, no and, and it yeah. basically turns into a Looney Tunes cartoon. Yeah, <laughs> but like they speed up and their legs are like doing the the cartoony yeah. like cycle thing. Roadrunner. Yeah, like basically, yeah, basically like the Roadrunner. Um, and they're running uh, down the highway, um, like jumping over stuff, and uh, everything's zooming past. Um, and they're kicking up like uh, dust trails, and <laughs> at one point they like. Have to jump over stuff and they like pose in the air and oh, that yeah. scene's so good. Yeah, so that's my like number two. BMX, yeah, BMX jumps yeah, and like shit. posing. Yeah. yeah, that's funny that you mentioned that because I actually have as an honorable mention Roadrunner and Coyote. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about Cook Russell, but I thought about Looney Tunes. Nice. All right, Alex, number two. My number two is Run, Little Run. The movie's really good. I think you let me borrow it, Scott. Possible, or we just watched it. Yeah. All right, there uh, it is. Uh, my number one is Rocky One. Um, I could have picked from all of them, but I'll pick the first one, uh, and, and pretty much everything Alex said, and just the music. And I, I think my favorite shot is that one scene where he's running, and the camera is kind of following him alongside, and he's just his legs just keep speeding up. And there's the you know it's basically the scene from Mike Tyson's Punch Out is really what it is. <laughs> <laughs> There's the boat on the dock in the background, and I, I just love that. And then the music, as Scott mentioned earlier. Yeah, so, so good. But you could have put Rocky 2, Rocky 3, jumping in the water, hugging each other, Rocky 4, <laughs> running up the mountain. Yep. Uh, any of those, but I'll choose the original. That's my number one. Hands down, yep. that was the first one I thought of. It's very simple for me on that one. Scott, number one. Uh, so for number one, I put, I've written down here, any Rocky movie, <laughs> comma, <laughs> Except five. First movie, running on the docks, and then up the steps. Uh-huh. Uh, I So, everything you guys said, uh, I like that this one feels a lot less, uh, I don't contrived. Because the second one, the kids are following him around, and it's yeah. kind of bullshit. Yeah. And this, at one point, he goes through, and like someone gives him an orange, and that's about as close as they come. Like, I, and, otherwise, and otherwise, it was ad by the way. That wasn't even supposed to happen. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. That was cool. Um... Yeah, then him on the I like really liked him on the docks, like you said, Jeff. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, finishing up on the Philadelphia something or other library. Uh, yeah. You know, right next to Lake Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, the the Rocky, the Rocky. All right. Alex, number one. Number one. No way I could have gone this list without putting the Running Man. As number one. So there it is. It's Wait, the which, whole movie. The whole movie? Because this is on yeah. my honorable mention list, but I have a specific scene. I like that. Well, the one I really like is when they're looking at the footage of the escape and you see Arnold running in slow motion in all his glory. God, it's awesome. And then the dude, <laughs> are you going to talk about the dude that was running and then his head exploded and he kept running? <laughs> no. Chico, no. <laughs> that guy? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, Mine is actually not during any of the that. It's when he um, at the airport when he's trying to get by when he gets caught. Oh yeah, that was good. And he's just I remember Arnold looks so fast in that scene. He's got those white pants on and the white shirt, and 
And then he gets taken down with the net harpoon. Oh. Mm-hmm. I don't know where he's running to. He really didn't have a good escape plan there. <laughs> he was going to pull a commando, run in the reeds. Yeah. Just like when he landed. Yeah. And then walk out. Yeah. Land in that swamp outside of LAX. <laughs> yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Well, this was the future, so they could uh, yeah. <laughs> Now, he's just plain zero. Um, all right, I have some honorable mentions here. I have one that doesn't hold up, but I loved it as a kid, is Superman the movie when he runs past the train. Yeah. That looks yeah. terrible. I don't know if the last time you guys saw that. It looks awful. Um, the scene in Fight Club where he realizes he fought, this is right after he knows what's going on and he's just running throughout the city trying to figure out what's going on. <laughs> in a bathrobe in his underwear. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have Tom Cruise in almost every movie, but I couldn't <laughs> yeah. think of a specific one, so I didn't... I know. He, right? he, he sprints in every movie. Yeah. Yeah. Jerry Maguire. He, he does right through the, very end. through the airport, yeah. The Firm. He does it in everything. Yep. <laughs> you complete me. And then... He just uh, looks really good doing it. And then I had to have the best slow motion run, and that would be C.J. Parker in every episode of Baywatch. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. there you go. Thank you, Pamela Anderson. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, like like you, Jeff, I came up with a lot of things for this. Uh, so, um, other honorable mentions. Uh, uh, the Shining. Uh, running through the maze. Uh, yeah. In the hedge maze. Um, Raiders of the Lost Ark. The beginning, running away from the boulder. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. If I had to do this list over again, I probably would have thrown the Ferris Bueller thing on there. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I didn't, to be honest. That's good. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think that that covers it. Mm-hmm. All right. Any for you, Alex? Yeah, just a couple. Uh, shout out to Mirror's Edge, which is a first-person game all about running and parkour and stuff. Not so much combat, and it looks really slick when people pull off you know stuff perfectly. Uh, Sonic, of course. <laughs> yeah. Fastest hedgehog I've ever known. Gotta go fast. And uh, a lot of people don't think about this, but Mario, he's fucking fast. Eh. Especially if, you know, if, you, if you're practiced and you know where everything is and stuff and you do a clean run through a level, man. I, I can say nobody runs faster with their arms out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, ninjas. He's gotta get the, 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 the uh, dragon lift, you know? To get the tail going. <laughs> All right. Um, that's it. So it's time for Alex. No, we have any feedback? No, we don't, right? This didn't go out soon yeah. enough? Yeah, okay. It's time for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? So there's this weird... It's it's a weird time we're living in right now where... <laughs> re, well, esports are coming up and stuff, but... Moon pie. Yeah, <laughs> what a time to be alive. <laughs> But uh, Fortnite has taken like the world by storm, pretty much. This thing is this game is huge. It's not an, uh, an official esports yet, but people in real sports are doing celebration dances from like Fortnite. Please tell me it's the dance where the kids shake, go back and forth with like, their hands because like, that cracks me up. You know what I'm talking about? Oh. Isn't one of the isn't one of the dances like a ripoff of a uh... Turk from Scrubs? Or I think it's something else. Yeah, maybe. Not a ripoff necessarily, but copies but one of his dances a, from Scrubs. Not only that, you know the motions that the characters do when they're swinging their pickaxe? People are, like, after they score a goal, they're doing that pickaxe motion. 
like as a celebration. Yeah, no, I actually, weird. I, know, I actually know what you're talking about, Alex. It is weird. <laughs> That's so weird. Athletes are nerds too. Yeah, esports. All right. I got nothing to add to that one. So it's uh, time the, for. The, well, the only thing I'll say about that is I haven't I haven't played Fortnite yet, but I'll give it a try in a couple weeks. Yeah, me too. Why a couple it's, weeks? It's free to play, so why not? That was that was a joke. Fortnite is that really what a <laughs> Fortnite is? I never a, fort, a Fortnite is two weeks. <laughs> yeah, two weeks. <laughs> two weeks. All right, it's time for Neem News. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. Okay, a light news week. Uh, I just wanted to talk about one bit of movie news, uh, and that was about Glass. Uh, like Jeff, you might have mentioned something about this. I don't remember. Um, but M Night Shyamalan, M Night Shyamalan Ding Dong, uh, mm-hmm. is is purportedly making a Glass movie. Um, it's wow. part of a trilogy. Um, spoilers: Apparently, a movie that I hadn't watched yet <laughs> has a huge tie-in. Uh, with um, uh, Unbreakable. Unbreakable. Um, so uh, I need to go back and watch that other movie. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, now we're we're getting uh, sorry, distracted here for a second. <laughs> <laughs> um, now we're getting uh, a glass movie, the Sam Jackson villain from Unbreakable. Spoilers, huge spoiler there. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I don't know how you guys feel about M. Night Shyamalan at this point. Uh, I, I like Split. So I didn't, so I have not seen Split. Um, before yeah, I haven't Sp- seen it either, but I heard it's good. Before Split was... Devil? Devil. I, I actually watched Devil. It was, eh, it, was, it wasn't the worst thing that I've seen. Before that was Lady in the Water, which I actually kind of liked. Uh, no, before that was that uh, Will Smith, Jaden Smith vehicle. Oh, the Earth thing or the other Earth? Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't think that was his movie though. Like when it like no, it was yeah, he it directed. Was. No, no, I mean like, but I think it was like a Kevin Smith thing, where he just no. directed. No, it was all him. Oh God! Except you guys also forgot um, that last Airbender. Oh, that's right. Oh, everybody should forget that. Oh man. Yeah, so yeah, he's so I guess yeah, people like split and then there's a gap there, <laughs> the happening. The, there uh, was one there that was before split that people like I never saw it, it was like grandparents. Oh, that's right, yeah. I didn't there's see that. Something one like that. And I heard oh, that one was good, but yeah. I haven't seen it. Uh yeah. I, I, I mean some his stuff that I really liked, uh like the village. Uh it might actually be my favorite one of his. I'm uh, kind of mixed feelings at this point on um, Six Sense. No, uh, the Mel Gibson one. Uh, oh, Signs. Signs. Yeah. I still because it affected me so much the first time. I still like it, but it does. Like this will be one of those that's not rewatchable. But yeah, movie children, andale. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so, hey, Scott. So you brought this up. I, I wanted to bring this up a year ago. Uh, since cat's out of the bag now, folks. Too bad. If you don't want to know anything about what Scott was mentioning, turn off now. Split, like I never would have saw Split until I heard about this rumor or the tie-in. Right? Like, why? What do you guys think about that? 
Well, what do you, what do you mean exactly? Like, so are you going to see Split now? Because you heard of this? Yeah, I'll try. <laughs> heard about this? Going to watch this? So, like, I don't know. It's just kind of weird. Like, I never would have saw that movie until I found out of, oh, it has a, it's related to a movie I like. So, okay, now I will watch. It just felt weird. And, like, and I wanted to talk about it, but it's made by mentioning that to people. It's a spoiler. So, but it's been long enough that we could talk about it now. Like, I just, mm-hmm. I was just kind of weird. I never felt, had that happen before where I was like, I saw the trailers. Like, yeah, it doesn't really look that good. It's, it's, what's his face? He sucks lately. And then I found out about it and I was like, oh. Mr. Tumnus? <laughs> Shyamalan, like you said, and then oh, and if you see that movie, it literally is like it has nothing to do with it until the very, 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 very end. Um, but is it a good movie? Oh, the movie's good. Okay, um, but it's just interesting. Like I, I would have never seen this until someone spoiled it for me. <laughs> but I'm kind of glad they did because then I got to see it. So I, don't, <laughs> I see uh, Dead Jacksons. And they don't spoil the movie. They just spoil the connection to other movies. So I guess it's not that bad. Right? Like, I don't know. But if, if, my, if I would have watched that and I had no idea, my mind would have been blown when, that, when, when uh, somebody shows up at the end. So, yeah. I don't know. That's all Ooh. I have to say about that. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I... I'm interested in this uh, this trilogy that came out of nowhere. You know, I have to wonder if there was a plan for this all along, but yeah, yeah, that's a good question. So, oh wait, there was I was maybe because I was group messaging about this. There, uh, supposedly, there are scenes in Unbreakable that link to split and 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 stuff like that but then it's probably redcon more than it was planned but you can definitely mm. see some of these things so it's interesting cool yeah okay um so yeah that's that's basically all i wanted to talk about news wise uh alex did you have anything you wanted to go uh, over here Inf- infinity war go watch it it's probably good by the time you hear this, we haven't seen it yet, but it's probably good. I agree. Probably good. Oh, yeah, in God of War, everybody's been raving about it. Apparently, it's not uh, overhyped with all the, you know, 9 out of 10s and ratings that reviewers have been giving it, so. Go play it. Okay. It I looks st- awesome. I still have to beat Zelda. I haven't played it in like a month. Um, all right, My only news was, yeah, it was Infinity War. I, there was a news conference, they're not a news conference, like a press conference before the premiere the other day, and it was hosted by um, Jeff Goldblum, and that guy is a weirdo, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, he watches you pee. <laughs> yeah. I sent that one clip, I don't know if you saw it, Scott, where he just goes, oh, Benedict Cumberbatch, and I just <laughs> die in the way you said it. I don't think I saw that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So the way they did it, they had almost everybody up there. I think um, Chris Evans wasn't there, and uh, I'm sure I'm missing something. Well, I think it's like a president vice president thing at this point, right? Oh, they can't be in the room at the same time? <laughs> yeah. yeah, same location, yeah. same time. Yeah, and they said he's actually he's on a Broadway show right now, so couldn't make it out for the premiere. But So they didn't want everyone asking everyone the same questions, so they had like a bingo ball thing and they just had 
either a person's name or something related. So like one of the questions was, if you're green, you can ask them a person. So like it was between like Gamora and Hulk and stuff like that. And so he just pulled out these things and then one of the balls, he just goes, oh, Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> Goldblum saying that name cracked me up. So if you haven't seen it, it's like a 20 minute thing. It's all over YouTube. If you guys want to watch it, I would recommend that. And uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, Westworld's back. I haven't watched it yet, but I heard good things. And that's it. Oh, I finished Jessica Jones. I it didn't finish strong, and I think season one's much stronger. But still enjoyed yeah. it. Did so. One of the the common complaints I've gotten from people that have watched the whole thing is uh, they they were really annoyed with Trish season two. Yeah, the dish. Yeah, yeah. She just becomes annoying, but. It's kind of in character because of what she goes through. I guess if you know those type of people, but right, I, right. yeah, uh, yeah, she was annoying. It 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 felt a little weird. Um, the whole thing, it, it just it, it didn't end well for me at all. With everything with, with people, I, I don't want to spoil this movie. Still, yeah. The show's well, I think too, I think so. the only the only arc that was really strong was Trinity's, uh, Carrie Ann Moss's. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and yeah, that doesn't. I don't remember how that ends. I do, but yeah. Yeah, so it, it didn't end well for me. And I didn't like... Uh, it's not a spoiler. Like, the, no other Defenders showed up, which I don't know if I like or didn't like. like <laughs> so, I, I, I get why they do that um, on the on the TV side of things. What makes less sense is that... So, clearly in the, the new in Infinity War, shit goes down in New York City. Mm-hmm. And that's like the point, the whole point for like three of those characters, anyway. Is yeah. protecting New York, and they're just going to sit it out. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe they show up. Yeah, I'm not going to count on it. But it makes sense. Like Luke Cage could be pretty damn useful. Yeah, Iron Fist not so much, but Luke Cage could be very useful. Mm-hmm. Jessica Jones. Yeah, I mean, Cap loses a shield, and just yeah, Luke Cage just stands. In front of him. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah, I don't know. I think. I'm kind of glad because they don't ruin the shows. Then you go back to like, all right, you just fought Thanos and all these aliens. Now you go back to fighting ninjas. Yeah, like, no, no. I, <laughs> I mean, and just from the getting people screen time and stuff. Right? Yeah. But it would be cool. Just like they're down on the ground just taking care of. <laughs> like while well, aliens attack, stuff. people start looting the city. So they're in charge of the looters or whatever. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure Frank, Frank Castle would be pretty damn useful in Infinity War. Yeah, he would. Jesus. <laughs> Sounds like the kid at the beginning of Forrest Gump. <laughs> All right, anything else? Uh, one more thing. Uh, Sorry, go ahead, Alex. Yeah, new, new Venom trailer. Go watch it. Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, it's awesome. I didn't really care for it, but I'll still see it, obviously, but it didn't, didn't catch me. didn't tickle my fancy. I love Venom as a character, not as a, you know, drink. So I'm gonna nerd out here. The little bit I know about Venom in the symbiote symbiote suit. I don't know how to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes the form. It looks that way because it was a Spider-Man first, right? So does that mean Spider-Man's gonna show up? Mm. Well, the no. It's still Venom. Always looked, you know, with the white eyes and everything. It's that he has that spider, the white spider pattern on his chest. But I thought it was first with Spider-Man, though, right? I mean, it was you never even yeah. saw it before it was like that, so I don't know. Right. 
But his face, I think, has always been his face because later on in the Maximum Carnage story arc of Spider-Man, Carnage has the same type of eyes, uh, even though he's never been, you know, that symbiote has never been a Spider-Man suit. Hmm. Alex, let me have this. I mean, Spider-Man's going to be in this movie. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. I hope so. (laughs) And Scott, you said something? Oh, I was just going to say, we've been mispronouncing Benedict Cumberbatch's name the whole time. It, it should be <clears throat> a Benedict Cumberbatch. There it is. I think Goldblum says it better than you. <laughs> we'll uh, agree to disagree, Jeff. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shop First want to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.